0: influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at Qatar Economic Forum.com.
1: Let's get to Ellen Hayes, our guest uh, for the half hour. Ellen is the chief market strategist at FL Putnam Investment Management. She joins from Boston. Ellen, thanks for being with us. I want to begin with the bond market today because these were big moves right across the curve. We were down, in the case of both the 2 and the 10, by roughly 14 basis points. The data was soft. We know that. Does it bring you any closer to this idea that maybe, maybe the Fed is succeeding in reducing demand and cooling inflation, and perhaps they won't be as aggressive in tightening?
0: Well, They are certainly slowing the economy. If you look across the board, you can see signs of economic flowing, whether you look at corporate margins, which are getting compressed in this earnings season, whether you look at housing, um, where housing inventory has started to grow and new housing starts have started to decline, whether you look at the consumer, who is shifting more toward credit and away from debit. And according to J.P. Morgan, the average balances um, have shrunk across every cohort, income cohort. So you're seeing things slow across the board, absolutely. Now, whether or not the Fed can navigate it so carefully and precisely that they land this 747 on an aircraft carrier, which is what would be required in order to have a soft landing, the jury's still out. You know, the, the tools that they have are so imprecise, and the data lags. Uh, So I think it will be very difficult until after the fact to understand whether they have have pulled it off. But I do think that at the July meeting, they should take note of so many of these indicators that have turned sharply negative just in the last few weeks um, and perhaps put things on pause.
2: So the jury's still out on whether that soft landing can be navigated. Were you sitting on the jury, uh, what would you think? What would be your temptation? Do you think it's a possibility, or is a recession still looking like the most likely base case?
0: I think a recession is the most likely base case. Of course, I hope that that will not happen. Uh, But as I see more and more evidence come in, it becomes uh, fairly undeniable uh, that unless they, they really pull a rabbit out of a hat, they're, they're going to have a tough time avoiding a recession. We had a negative quarter in the first quarter. It looks like we might have a negative quarter in the second quarter, if you look at the Atlanta Now hmm. uh, tracker. And and what with the um, increases in input prices and, and the declines in demand, whether we're seeing housing demand soften, but also gasoline prices are coming down, people are driving less. So it, it's really slowing down across the board.
1: Then we had the ECB kind of stepping up to the plate here and and knocking it out of the park with a 50 basis point rate hike. That strengthened the euro, weakened the dollar. I mean, that had a positive impact as well. Are are we nearer to, to peak dollar, do you think?
0: I think it's going to be very difficult for uh, the euro to strengthen against the dollar structurally. It is true that the ECB is catching up in terms of their policy rate. But uh, at the press conference, I thought it was, it was pretty unclear exactly how the TPI would work, whether or not we could avoid an Italian or other peripheral country doom loop. And I, I think that it's going to be very difficult to get that implemented in a way that doesn't um, cause a recession uh, and that, that doesn't drive Italian uh, debt service. Um, into a a pretty high number relative to GDP. Uh, So I think the dollar has been really strong. It's due for an exhale from a technical perspective. But fundamentally, uh, despite the 50 basis point move today, I don't think we're looking for the euro to strengthen from here on a secular basis.
2: And uh, Alan, the investing landscape, uh, a bit more challenging now than it has been over the past decade or so. So if you're looking for a decent return at the moment, where do you put money to work?
0: We're looking for uh, companies and assets that pay near-in cash flows. So we're shortening duration in both the equity and the fixed income portion of our clients' portfolios. We think rates are going to continue to rise. We think real rates are going to be positive uh, at all points at the curve going forward. And that means that we need to be much more careful about not overpaying for companies that have earnings sometime in the future, but right now aren't generating. So we're very much looking for real cash flow, real dividends, real earnings now, uh, and, and high-quality companies that are uh, not too expensive.
1: So when it comes to the rate story, are you saying that the market has yet to fully discount what you're seeing?
0: I think that the Fed will continue to raise rates and uh, shrink the balance sheet, and, and that's going to that's gonna cause long rates to, to go up. Um, They may pause as they see the economy flowing, but I don't think they're going to completely reverse direction.
2: Brian was giving us a wrap-up a moment ago of uh, how earnings have been today. How's it looking to you?
0: We're seeing negative operating leverage across the board. So just if you look at the companies that reported in the last couple of days, you saw a negative operating leverage at the rails. Uh, In America, with Union Pacific having uh, earnings growth slower than revenue growth, you saw it in materials with Dow Chemical also having negative operating leverage. You saw negative operating leverage um, in the airlines, uh, even in insurance and travelers. And of course, last week, we saw uh, many of the banks report, and they're also showing higher than expected costs. So I think everybody knew that estimates were too high for the second quarter, uh, but now the estimates are actually beginning to decline, and they're lowering guidance for third quarter. And in some cases, that's already in the stocks, but in some cases, it's not. So I think we need to watch carefully um, which companies actually can see positive operating leverage, uh and they're fewer and, and farther between.
1: I'm wondering if now is the opportunity, maybe it's late to the game, to look offshore for areas of the global market that you feel may represent a little bit of upside. I'm thinking primarily about Asia. You know, you could make the case right now that some of the eco data that we have seen for China gives us a slight tilt toward a little bit more stimulus. Do you want to be a part of that story, the stimulus story in China and a recovery there?
0: If I had confidence that the debt problem um, had been fully addressed, then I would consider that. But, of course, having been scarred by the U.S. mortgage crisis, uh, I- I'm carefully watching what's happening with real estate and mortgages in China, and it seems that the degree of leverage and overbuilding has not yet cleared the system. And until it does, I think it's it's difficult to be optimistic, and any fiscal stimulus or other for- forms of stimulus uh, might give you a short term trade, but I don't think it's going to actually fix the problem. It's it's a more structural problem that will probably take some years to play out.
2: We've got about a minute left. I just want to quickly get your thoughts on Japan as well. The BOJ sending a, a pretty clear signal that it's ultra easy policies aren't going anywhere. We've got a very weak yen at the moment as well. Is is this the time for some bargain hunting in Japan?
0: Uh it it could be. Um the, the certainly the easy policy is going to stay, and it's probably the only central bank in the world where that is is the case. Um, I think the key risk as a U.S. dollar investor is whether or not you can make money on it um, from this side of the pond. Um, so I think we'll see how that happens.
2: All right. Uh, Alan Hazen, we will leave it there. Alan Hazen is Chief Market Strategist at FL Putman Investment Management.